Chapter Fifteen of My Confession by Leo Tolstoy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Fifteen. How often have I not envied the peasant, unable to read or write, his lack of learning? The very doctrines of faith, which to me were nonsense, contained for him nothing that was false. He was able to accept them and to believe in truth the same truth in which I believed. While to me, unhappy one, it was clear that truth was connected with falsehood by the finest threads of difference, and that I could not receive it in such a form. In this condition I lived for three years, and when I first, like a new convert, little by little drew nearer to truth, and, led by an instinct, groped my way to the light, these obstacles seemed to me less formidable. When I failed to understand anything, I said, I am wrong, I am wicked. But the more I became imbued with the spirit of the truths which I studied, the more surely I saw them to be the substratum of life. The greater and more formidable became the obstacles, the more clearly defined the line which I was unable to understand, and of which I could only seek an explanation through lying unto myself. Notwithstanding all my doubts and sufferings, I still remained in the Orthodox Church but practical questions arose which required immediate decision and the decisions of the church contrary to the elementary principles of the faith by which i lived compelled me finally to abandon all communion with it the questions were in the first place the relation of the orthodox church to other churches to catholicism and the so-called sectaries the interest which i took in this great question of faith led me at this time to form acquaintances with the professors of different creeds catholics protestants old believers new dissenters and others and among them i found many who sincerely believed and obeyed the highest moral standard i desired to be a brother to these men and what came of it the doctrines which had seemed to promise me the union of all men in faith and love in the persons of their best representatives showed themselves but capable of educating men in a lie resulted but in this that which gave them strength to live is a temptation of the devil the belief that they alone possess the possibility of knowing truth and i saw that the members of the orthodox church consider all those who do not profess the same faith as themselves to be heretics exactly as catholics and others account our orthodoxy to be heresy i saw that all consider others who did not adopt the same outward symbols and the same formulas of faith as themselves as their enemies the orthodox church does this though she tries to conceal it and it must be so in the first place because the assertion that you live a lie and i am in the truth is the hardest thing that one man can say to another in the second place because a man who loves his children and his relations cannot but feel at enmity with those who desire to convert them to another faith moreover this enmity increases as men learn more of the particular doctrines which they adopt thus i who had believed faith was to be found in the union of love was unwillingly forced to see that the doctrines of faith destroy the very thing which they should produce this snare is so evident to men living like ourselves in countries where different faiths are professed and witnessing the contempt and self-confidence with which the catholic absolutely rejects protestantism and orthodoxy repaid by the scorn of the orthodox for the catholic and the protestant and that of the latter for both the others while the same relation of enmity includes the old believers the revivalists the shakers and all other creeds that at first it perplexes us 
we say to ourselves no it cannot be so simple as that and yet these men have not seen that when two propositions flatly contradict each other the truth on which faith should rest is in neither there must be some cause for this there must be some explanation i myself thought there was and sought for it i read everything i could get on the subject and consulted with as many as i could but the only explanation i obtained was that of the hussar who accounts his regiment the first in the world while his friend the lancer says the same of his own the clergy of all religions the best among them all told me of their belief that they alone were right and all others wrong and that all they could do for those who were in error was to pray for them i went to the archimandrites the archprelates the priors and the monks and asked them but no one made the slightest attempt to explain this snare to me but one and his explanation was such that i put no more questions to any one i said that for every unbeliever who returns to belief in which category i place the whole of the present young generation the principal question is why is truth to be found in the orthodox church and not in the lutheran nor the catholic one he is taught in his gymnasium and he cannot but know what the peasant is ignorant of that protestants and catholics equally affirm their own faith to be the only true one historical proofs twisted by each party to serve their own purpose are insufficient is it not possible as i have already said for a higher knowledge to issue from the disappearance of these differences as they do already disappear for those who sincerely believe can we not go farther on our way to meet the old believers they affirm that our way of signing the cross of singing hallelujah and of moving round the altar is not the same as theirs we say you believe in the nicene creed in all the sacraments and we also believe let us add keep to that and for the rest do as you will we shall then be united to them by this that we both place the essential points of faith above the unessential again can we not say to catholics you believe in certain things which are essential and for what concerns the dispute about the procession of the trinity and the pope do as you please can we not say the same to the protestant and unite with him in what is really important my fellow disputant agreed with me but added that such concessions draw down the reproach that the clergy have receded from the faith of their forefathers and favor dissent while the office of those in authority in the church is to preserve the purity of the russian greek orthodox faith as handed down from our ancestors then i understood it all i am in search of faith the staff and strength of life while these men seek the best means of fulfilling in the sight of men certain human obligations and having to deal with earthly affairs they fulfil them as ordinary men ever do however much they may talk of their pity for the errors of their brethren of praying for them at the throne of the most high for earthly affairs force is needed and force always has been is and will be applied if two religious sects each believe that truth resides in themselves and that the faith of the other is a lie they will preach their doctrines in the hope of converting their brethren to the truth and if false doctrines are taught to the inexperienced sons of the church who still tread in the ways of truth she cannot but burn the books and banish the men who seduce her sons what can be done with the sectaries who in their enthusiasm for a faith which the church pronounces false seduce her sons what can be done with them but to cut off their heads or imprison them in the time of alexis mikhailovitch men were burnt at the stake 
in other words the severest punishment of the time was applied and in our days also the severest punishment is applied men are condemned to solitary confinement when i looked around me at all that was done in the name of religion i was horrified and almost entirely withdrew from the orthodox church the second point which concerned the relations of the church to the problems of life was her connection with war and executions it was the time of the war in russia russians slew their brethren in the name of christian love not to think of this was impossible not to see that murder is an evil contrary to the very first principles of every faith was impossible in the churches however men prayed for the success of our arms and the teachers of religion accepted these murders as acts which were the consequence of faith not only murder in actual warfare was approved but during the troubles which ensued the authorities of the church her teachers monks and ascetics approved the murder of erring and helpless youths i looked round on all that was done by men who professed to be christians and i was horrified end of chapter fifteen recording by expatriate in bangor maine